Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. This show is designed to help small business owners, salespeople, and aspiring entrepreneurs master every aspect of business success. We've got a great lineup of guests and topics scheduled for you. We'll be talking about everything from sales to employee issues, from technology to social media, from work-life balance to exploring uncharted territory. Participation is welcome and encouraged. Your host, Diane Helbig, is a world-class author, speaker, and business development coach. Be sure to check out her latest book, Lemonade Stand Selling, on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And now, on with the show. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are uh, around the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am going to apologize quickly. I have um, a cold, so I'm going to try not to cough or sneeze in your ear, but I can't guarantee anything. Uh, as we said, we welcome your input, so feel free to join us on the chat online, or if you're on the phone with us, you can press 1 to let me know you've got something to say. If you're in the chat room, you can type it into the chat room, and I will read it out loud to our guests, so I will tell you I'm currently experiencing technical difficulty, and my chat room's not showing up. Um, I have sought support, so we'll see what happens with it. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Win Cleveland and Vision 21. Win Cleveland is an organization that empowers female professionals by creating new access points for individual business development. They support one another by providing continual professional growth, sharing a wide variety of ideas and resources, and assisting select women-based charities within their community. Visit www.wincleveland.org for more information. Vision 21 is an entrepreneur resource and development center that was created to assist established and aspiring entrepreneurs successfully launch and grow small business enterprises throughout greater Cleveland. And you can visit www.vision21.org for details. Today we are joined by Stephanie Frank. Stephanie is an entrepreneur and triathlete who lives, works, and trains in southern Nevada. She supports entrepreneurs and small business owners to write clear, influential, inspiring marketing materials that not only get bottom line results, but are aligned with each client's big vision of why she's in business. Steph has appeared as a guest expert in high-level private masterminds where she has taught intuitive evidence-based marketing writing to creative, committed entrepreneurs. She's also appeared in several business and personal development telesummits and regularly interviews high-profile high entrepreneurs such as Michael Stelzner, founder of socialmediaexaminer.com, who are changing the way marketing is done in the new paradigm. Steph writes awesome, customized content for private clients, offers private writing coaching, and has created an affordable, high-level, do-it-yourself writing and content marketing program for creative, forward-thinking entrepreneurs who believe in the power of great writing to help affect change in the world. Hi, Steph. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hi, Diane. Thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. This is one of my favorite topics because I do a lot of writing. I'm not sure how influential it is, but I'm, I'm doing it. So <laughs> I was really looking forward to having you on the show so I could learn a oh, little bit good. more about this. 
So can you just start with giving us a little bit of your background and um, how you came to create intuitive-based writing? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it um, it's something that's been ingrained in me since I was a kid. So I literally was a book a bookworm when I was um, from ever since I can remember. I've loved reading and writing, like from an early age. And you know, when I say writing, I, like I don't mean fiction. Writing short stories and poetry and stuff really wasn't my thing. Like, I liked to write about what I thought about stuff and, you know, my take on stuff. And that is what led me to major in English literature in college because my last two years of college are basically reading and writing, <laughs> which is um, – <laughs> Yeah, no, like I had two roommates in college who were majoring in business administration, and that at the time was totally foreign to me. Like I would never go into business. but So they had all this stuff like business classes, and here I was, you know, reading and writing, just basically loving most of my classes. It was funny. <laughs> so um, after that, I worked for two years in a law firm, and that is what led me into my first career because I had one of my bosses tell me that if I wanted to go to paralegal school, they'd probably pay for it. And I just got this intuitive hit. I'm like, no way. If 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 there's nothing wrong with being a paralegal, you know, not at all. But I thought, if I'm going to go to more school, it's going to be law school. So I went to law school, and then I practiced um, for 11 years full-time in Las Vegas in the construction industry doing litigation, which is trial work, mediation, um, all kinds of different stuff, all underlaying with persuasive, influential writing. Like, you would not believe how much background prep you know, and writing just goes into being an advocate. And as entrepreneurs, that's what we do every day. Like we advocate for our business through marketing, through serving clients, um, through making sales. And wow. so, yeah, I know. And um, so I practiced uh, law full-time for 11 years. And then um, due to some, you know, stuff that was going on in my current firm, I left and then I practiced part-time for three years, but I was also kind of getting disillusioned with certain things, and I was experiencing some personal problems in my life. So I eventually uh, stopped practicing law altogether, and I opened a business as a personal trainer because I had turned to fitness to relieve some stress that came with the long hours of practicing law. <laughs> and... Um, so that business lasted nine months, but it wasn't like the business for me to be in, but it led me into the sport of triathlon. And, and the reason I bring this up and the reason that triathlon is in all of my bio materials is because that is what literally changed my life in a really deep, profound way and really truly made me believe that I could have a business writing um, for, you know, businesses, small businesses, large businesses. I also write for lawyers specifically um, yeah. since I'm I'm one of them, and, and that's a profession that really needs to be brought into the 21st century <laughs> regarding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> marketing and <laughs> stuff like that. So, 
Um, I serve lawyers basically in a done-for-you capacity as well, you know, as well as other service professionals and entrepreneurs. And so um, finishing a, a half Ironman triathlon here in southern Nevada called Silverman in 2008 really just put the cap on the fact that, you know, I can do this. I can do whatever I truly want to do and whatever I truly put my mind to. And and I bring that into all of my teachings about writing and just that attitude, you know, into my work. And, you know, you want to talk about life-changing experience and, um, you know, just how, how great writing can really inspire people to make great decisions and, you know, to show people what's possible. That's the place that I that I come from, Diane. As I as I do my wow. work, so that is fascinating. <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing that, and and it, it's so interesting to me because they they are seemingly disconnected sorts yeah. of things, right? That somehow yeah. you've connected. You know, for you, I, it sounds like there's real clarity in the connection, and yeah. Yeah, there is. And I, I've actually, um, you'll appreciate this, Diane. I mean, you, you, you know, I've worked with a business coach who, who told me that I could use triathlon in my marketing. And when, this was like three years ago, okay? So when she first said that, I'm like, oh, that's great. And then, but my mind was saying, uh, come on, no way. They're just disconnected. <laughs> Um, but, you know, fortunately, I, I received that advice. And fortunately, I was open, you know, to make that connection right. for myself. And um, so it is all connected, really, if you think about it. If you put your heart into your business, it's all connected. And, and you know, that's what I tell people, like, to pay attention to those intuitive hits that you have, even if if it seems like it has nothing to do with your business, it's all connected. Wow, that's really interesting and such great advice, and I, I really hope everyone heard what you just said about really paying attention to those intuitions and not not do that um, that intellectualizing of does that really make sense, you know, really, really letting it happen and letting it make that connection for you. That That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, wow, really big. So... All right, so so let's talk about um, intuitive-based writing because that's really specific, <laughs> you know, as opposed to any other kind of writing. Yeah. What, what does that mean to practice that? Yeah, so it's actually it's it's initiative-based writing um, with it underlain by by in intuition that's actually one of the principles of it so so initiative based writing is uh something i've you know created over the years uh, specifically you know the last 3 years that i've been in business but it's really been brewing you know since college like since i read my first great novel and was moved by it right wow. so yeah. so what it was it in the first great novel yeah do you remember um, what the first great novel was it you read yeah, it was something that my dad advised me to read. It was um <laughs> it was Great Expectations by oh. Charles Dickens actually. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I would read that and then I would talk with him about it and uh it was that way kind of growing up. That wow. 
my dad's a writer as well, so he was always telling me stuff to read, and I would read it, and then we'd talk about it. Wow, that's really great. And, and I apologize because I did call it intuitive-based, and it is initiative-based, so I apologize. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go on. Oh, no, no. So, so let's just start by talking about what it is. So yeah. initiative-based writing is your is your deeply personal intention to impact the world through your business. And it doesn't matter how large or how small of an impact we're talking. It depends on the person. So it's your deeply personal intention to impact the world through your business, leveraged into every single awesome word of content that you put out there. So it applies to whatever you're doing in your business right now, whether that's like a free report that you're working on, whether it's new writing for your website, whether it's a new website you're creating, social media, audio, video, because every form of marketing uses wor- that uses words has writing as its foundation. So like even if you know that your ideal audience really loves video and you do a lot of video, you know, chances are that you start at least, you know, in the beginning with a script and then as you get more adept at it, you probably have an outline. And so, and for SEO purposes, you typically would have some writing below the video encapsulating what it's about, right? Yeah. So initiative-based writing is a process. It's an inner and outer process that ensures that you go straight to the heart of the difficulty your potential clients are having, and you advocate a fresh approach to resolving or improving that difficulty. So initiative-based writing takes intelligent, heartfelt ideas and expands upon them. And it is originality that can only stem from knowing exactly what you're here to contribute and an unwillingness to market your business in any other way but as you. Like for entrepreneurs, for myself personally, that really, really nails it. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I love that. I love that because then that is part of what differentiates you. I mean, that's part of how you show what differentiates you from anyone else in your industry who does what you do. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. 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 And so um, so it, do you mind if I break it down a little further? Oh, no, I'd love to okay. ask you to, actually. I'd love it you would. Cool, cool. And so as you practice this, you know, with the intention to influence your readers, right? Because everything we put out there, like whether it is straight, direct response, copywriting, or whether it's educational content, when you're putting it out there, you have the intention to influence your readers to do something, like whether it's to buy from your sales page or, you know, whether it's to enter their email address to get more awesome information from you or whether it's to call you or whatever. It means like you're trying to influence your readers to do something. So what it really means is to write for your business with your reader in mind. And I don't care what you're writing. Anything from an email to a 10,000-word sales page to a free report, you have to have your reader in mind. And it really, really helps if you have a specific person in mind because Everything you write for your business, it's really not about you. It's about your audience. 
What does your audience want? What do they need? Right? We as experts. Oh, my gosh. Will you say that again? I want to make sure everyone really hears what you just said. Will you say it again? It's about your audience. Is that? Yeah. So everything you write for your business, it's not about you. It's about your audience. It's Thank about, you. <laughs> I know. It's about your readers. What right. do they want? Yeah. Um, and as an expert, like you sometimes know before they do, what do they need? And, right. you know, and you weave that in. And so everything that you write to influence people should really have the following four elements. And to me, this encompasses not only, you know, initiative-based writing, but also content marketing, which I think we're going to get into in a little bit. But so even everything from an email, which, you know, these days your email should be, you know, pretty short, clear, to the point. Um, that's a generalization. But, you know, everything from an email to a free report should be written with the intention to, number one, help your readers experience a shift, right? Because they're taking their precious time to read your stuff, okay? Right. Yeah. Two, show them evidence of what's possible, Right? Three. Ah. I know. And I can elaborate on what I mean by these. Great. Three. Influence them to act. Right? So this is yeah. where, you know, what do you, what is it you want them to do? And then four. Influence them to share. Right? In, influence yeah. them to, to share your stuff with others. We yeah. We have all of those tools available to us to, you know, to do that. To do that. And wow. um, yeah, yeah, it, it, you know, it. I can, if you want, I can give you examples of how um, this stuff can work um, because it's really, um, well, how does it sound? Like, how do those four points sound to you, Diane, as I just shared those? Well, they sound. Uh, that's an interesting question. They sound great, and I get mm-hmm. them. Um, the one that um, hit me the hardest was show them evidence of what's possible. So can you mm-hmm. elaborate on that one a little bit, like yes. what that would look like? Yeah. So um, I'll do that through examples. Um, of, and this is something that happened to me as I was stumbling around in, you know, 2008 trying to decide what to do for a business. So I was looking online, and I, 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 I knew, you know, I knew what copywriting was at that point, but I, I didn't really know fully what it was. So I was trying to learn everything I could about the art and science of copywriting, and because I knew that I had those skills, but I, I needed to know, you know, everything I could about it. So I signed up for a course that was called Copywriting Success Summit 2008. And it was a series of presentations on all different types of copywriting. So one of those classes in there um, just hit me like nothing else even has since. And it was Michael Stelfner, he gave that presentation. Um, and it was a presentation about white papers which a white paper is really, you know, it, it's a free report. It's something, it's some awesome piece of writing that you put out there to educate and influence people. So he was giving a presentation about free reports, white papers, and I got another one of those intuitive hits like, oh, my gosh, this 
is what I can do. And, and so I started my business being a white paper specialist. So what happened, though, is that Mike spelled out during that uh, session, you know, how he built his own business around white papers. And he, he shared his secret sauce. He told us how he did it. Um, and just the way he presented it, you know, he seemed really relatable, really smart, really hardworking. And that was my evidence. I was like, if he can do this, I can do this, right? And so, first of all, that allowed me to experience a shift because I went into that really kind of not sure about whether, you know, can I do this or not. Right. So I experienced a shift like, yes, I can do it. And, oh, my gosh, he's just being really open and transparent, and he's providing evidence of what's possible. In this case, it was evidence of what was possible for me. And then I was influenced to act. You know, I bought his book, and I did a bunch of other stuff to start my business. <laughs> So does that kind of does that answer your question? That was a little long winded, but I <laughs> well, it does. It's great. Well, because you gave an example, you showed evidence. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was great. We have someone in the chat room who wants to know how do you influence people to share your content. So okay. this is what's sticking with it, and that was going to be one of my next ones because that is what we want. You know, I'm thinking like about my newsletter and how it doesn't get forwarded. Oh yeah, yeah. So the first thing. Um, which is kind of an easy and a technical thing, is that whatever you're doing or putting out there should have like social media share buttons in it. And sometimes uh, the specific thing that you want to influence people to do is share. So you simply ask them to do that. Like yeah. if, you're, you know, if your newsletter goes out and then you, you'll be like, oh, if you like this, please share it. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Tumblr. Share it on Facebook. Um, Great headlines that really speak to people is also another way to influence sharing. Um, the biggest thing, though, that's going to influence sharing is if you really make your content easily readable. So what I'm talking about there is sure. I'm talking about a great headline. Okay. I'm talking about um, short paragraphs, um, easily distinguishable subheads, Everything should be skimmable. Um, so this doesn't mean you cannot write long copy or long blog posts or whatever. There's Sometimes there is an occasion for that. If okay. it's skimmable, people will – and if it's great writing, people will share it. Um, so – and also, you, you know, you can ask other people in your network to share your stuff. Yeah, that's like, a good point. Yeah, if you have a blog – and you just wrote a great blog post that you know can help a lot of people, you know, you can ask other bloggers to link to it. You can ask other people to even review it and give their take and then link back to it. There just depends on who your audience is, what the piece is, and, um, and what, what you want to happen as a result of that piece. So, and, and one of the foundations of this, it sounds like, um, and it makes sense to me, is that, that it really has to be valuable content. Yeah. Right? To yeah. your audience, yeah. not to what you think, but to the to the readers or the watchers or whatever. That's exactly it. It has to be highly relevant, and it has to be highly valuable to them. And 
one good way to get to that, to really keep your finger on the pulse of, well, what is relevant, yeah. is to ask people, you know, is to do surveys, is to do informational interviews with people, and really keep the finger, the better you know your readers, your client base, your buyers, if you're selling products, yeah. the more relevant your content's going to be and the more it's going to get out there. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting because um, one of the things that I always say to my clients when they're trying to figure out what their message is, that you have to understand the value that you bring. Yeah. What the other person sees is your value. You know, not what you think it is, but what they think it is because you have to speak to that in order to be heard. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and and following right on that, Diane, is a practice I recently implemented for my own business is that, you know, every quarter I conduct a short informational interview with three clients, and they, they could be current clients or past clients, and I just ask them some simple questions. And so what they say is exactly what you were talking about, that yeah. reflection of the value. Right, right. And you need to know it because I think we get stuck in this. You know, what I watch salespeople do all the time is they talk about all the features that they think uh, are really, you know, neat, and and they've completely lost the person or the people because no one cares about that stuff. They care about the problem they're having and how can exactly. you help me solve it, right? And so if you're not really paying attention to that, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to um, get them to – you're not going to be able to influence them and start using these words, right, to do yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So um, I'm going to just remind uh, our, our listeners that if you have any other questions and you're in the chat room, you can type them into the chat. If you're on the phone with us, you can press 1, and that will let me know you have a question or something you want to add, and we'll get you on. Um so uh so so I want to this is going to sound probably like a sort of strange question but there are so many people out there uh, I'm going to say marketing in this in the same way where they've got a really like it'll be email marketing and they'll have this really um attractive subject line but then when you open it up you know so it gets you to open the email and then it's just this Crap. I mean, just this, you know, I don't even know how else to say it. I should probably pull one up and, and I can read it to you. But it's, um, this guy did this successfully and he's giving away his secrets and you can too. It's just sort of nonsense, you know. And once you get, like I could see getting one, okay, maybe that's true. But you get so many of them that it's it's like a ploy, you know. It's a really weird tactic to me. Yeah. And I'm afraid everyone's doing it because they see everybody doing it. I mean, what what that's not valuable content. So, where are they getting the idea that that works? Do you know? I mean, that's uh, a weird question to ask you, but, you know. Yeah, no. I don't know. Um, it, but it is pretty rampant, and it's funny because I <clears throat> I just gave a webinar series over the summer that addressed that very issue in that you know, it, it's my philosophy and 100% belief that as entrepreneurs, we have to 
live up to we have to keep all the promises that we make in our yeah. writing and so so in in your example we need to live up to the promise of that subject <laughs> like so, <laughs> i mean come on yeah. and yeah. you know it's so and it just goes back to what what we're talking about an email that you send for email marketing purposes, you know, good on you if your awesome subject line gets it opened. So then once it's opened, it needs to be all about the reader, right? And so, right. you know, even if you're you're selling something or, you know, maybe you have, you know, this great product that you're giving a special on, wonderful. But if I'm sitting there reading that email, it, it better be all about me. Like, I, right. I, I, I need to feel like you get me. And I need to feel like, you know, you really care about me. Right. And um, and I need to know how this great product is going to help me. And it goes back to what you were saying about, you know, I don't care what the features are. And so, you know, it goes back to, you know, help your readers experience a shift. I'm opening this email if if it's immediately engaging and it's about me, then that puts it into a smaller category because all this other icky stuff is running rampant. So, wow, okay, let me keep reading. You know, evidence of what's possible. How is this product going to help me? Right? That's evidence of what's possible. <coughs> right, yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. a great point. And then, yeah, and then, oh, influence me to act. Okay, maybe I want to learn more about this. Oh, maybe this isn't for me. But because this email is written the way it is, I know someone who might benefit from it. I'm going to forward it. Exactly. You know, and there you go. Yeah. And emails these days, they don't have to be super long, right? It's, right? it's so important. And, oh, my gosh, if there's one thing I want everyone listening to get, it's this. It's really um, incumbent upon us as entrepreneurs to make it as easy as possible for people to get our message. Yeah, so, no kidding. In the case of an email, you need to get right in there and not yeah. waste their time. <laughs> okay? Now, if you're writing a longer blog post, then what I said before is applicable. Make it scannable. Yeah. People will come back. If it's valuable to them, they'll come back and they'll keep reading. They may not read in one sitting, but they'll come back. But if it's an email, cut to the chase. I can't tell you. I just approached um, a high-level expert with an email last week um, for an interview. And I opened it all about her, one sentence, and then I said, let me cut to the chase. I'd like to interview you about your new book coming out. I'd like it to take 20 minutes. And boom, boom. So then there were a couple of more paragraphs, but you know, right away, she and her assistant knew what the heck I was emailing right. about. Right, <laughs> And, you know, they responded within 24 hours and said, yes, how does this date work? It's like clear and simple. And, and the way to get to that, you know, is to really have passion for what you're doing, really know what it is you're selling, or in the case of approaching an expert, know how it's going to benefit them because – Come on, people are really busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and they don't have to do it for you, right? Oh, they have to want to no. do it for you. Yes. Wow, That's so the, true. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to shift a little bit in a second because I have another question, but um, I do want to remind 
our listeners that today's show is sponsored by Win Cleveland and Vision 21. Uh, you can visit wincleveland.org to learn more about the networking opportunities for women in Northeast Ohio and vision21.org for details on how you can utilize uh, the resources at Vision 21 to grow your business. Uh, we are speaking today with Stephanie Frank about initiative-based writing. And uh, if you have something that you'd like to share, a question you'd like to ask, and you're in the chat room, you can type it in, and I'll read it out loud. If you're on the phone, you can press 1, and that'll let us know you have something you'd like to ask or something you'd like to share. So I'm going to shift a little to um, from, you know, what should we be doing, which has been really great, to what what are some of your um, observations of, like, some of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs are having today with marketing writing or, you know, writing their marketing material? Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> a loaded question. Yeah, no, that, that, but it's so applicable because writing, oh, my gosh, it, it's a sticky business for, for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, a, a few things come to mind on that. So the first thing that pops in when you ask me that is that, a lot of people bring false assumptions to the table when they sit down to mean? write. <clears throat> yeah, let me tell you what that means. So okay. one that I see a lot, and I actually worked with a, a really smart, high-level high entrepreneur on this um, in a, a mastermind workshop, and that is, this is probably the number one false assumption I see these days, and that is I need to write my marketing pieces in quote-unquote a certain way to appear professional, right? And so this is what this and this is what happens when you approach it like this. So someone who feels like they need to write in a certain way to appear professional can sometimes feel like they're holding their true personality back from the writing. Um, it can feel like you're not truly connected to what you're writing. Yeah. And it can lead to the fear that you're afraid your writing won't connect with the right people. <clears throat> and I've seen this happen over and over and over again. And so one of the things that I, and actually one of the principles of initiative-based writing, in addition to um, be intuitive and be inspiring, which we've touched on, is be personal. So what that means is really let your audience in on who you are in a useful and relevant way that's relevant to them. And so, like, for example, you know, the triathlon thing with me, it's not going to be relevant on the surface to everyone, but just like you honed into it here, you know, it's relevant to the people who are attracted to work with me. Yeah. And so um, one really practical tip that I have for this assumption is – to write in a conversational style. Write like you talk, only better. Only better because you have the opportunity to go over your work and edit it. You have the opportunity to have it edited. So write like you talk, only better. And honestly, this is considered a best practice among top-level writers and content marketers today um, <clears throat> because it's easy to read and because it, it really allows you to put your own personality into your writing. And so 
And because mm-hmm. I've come across, you know, people who hesitate about this, but and this sounds kind of basic, but still, like use contractions, right? Start sentences with and or but. Oh, good. And, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's the way people talk. And right. end, your sen- end your sentences with prepositions. That's the way people talk, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, this doesn't mean like overly casual or sloppy writing. Right. It, 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 you know, it means, seriously, write like you talk, only better. People will um, be attracted to that. People will resonate with that. And it's easy for people to read. Does that and, you make know, sense? <laughs> oh, it makes perfect sense. And and part of – there's two things that I really like about it. One is that I think that that makes it easier to write because yeah. you're not trying to be somebody you're not. But the other thing that I think is, is probably even more important is, you know, people buy you first and the product second and the company third. So if you're not being you – then they're not going to buy. They're not going to bite because they're they're not, they know you know they can see through it. It's it's or they're going to buy the person who you're pretending to be in your writing, and you're going to mm-hmm. end up with clients you don't want. Exactly. Yeah. Big. So exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's huge. I think that that's a huge. I wrote it down when you said it because, you know. Um, I, it, it's, uh, it's such a big thing for me in the work that I do, making sure people – you have to be comfortable in your own skin because you want to do business with the people who you want to do business with and who value you and appreciate you, and writing gives you an opportunity to let them know who you are if you're doing it, it as you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, and and to people who, you know, who are, and I was one of those people too, like coming out of, you know, the, all of my legal writing training, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it needs to sound this way. And uh, Michael Stelzner in his work taught me a lot about letting go of that because if you read his work, for example, it's conversational and yet it's meaty and it really advocates for you know, whatever it is he's writing about, whether it's huh. a book, whether it's, you know, web copy, whether it's an article, you know, easy to read does not mean simplistic or dumbed down. In fact, right. it's the opposite. I was reading something about, like, um, Warren Buffett. He writes a lot of stuff. And I was reading somewhere, I don't have it in front of me, but um, either he or someone who was analyzing some of his stuff said, you know, the it actually takes a deeper commitment to be able to write that clearly because you really have to know your stuff. Like you really just have to to know your stuff. And That's Warren Buffett, yeah, when he writes, he writes with a specific person in mind, and often it's a lay person who's not familiar with the financial world because yeah. that forces him to get clearer and really look at the, the words he's writing. Wow. And you know what's so funny is I, I write on one of these websites and someone will ask a question and so, sometimes my answer can be one word, you know, no. You know, like when they'll say, you know, should I? Did I <laughs> put a smell and move on? And then these people write these really long with really big words and you can't even follow it because you have to, you need a dictionary with you, but yeah. you get lost, you know, in, in just the sounding out of everything. You never grasp the content 
Or what are they really trying to say? Yeah, and then what happens? You know, you leave, right? Because yep. you, yep. you don't have time to sort through all that. And, exactly. you know, you have to really, really love, know, and trust a person to want to wade through that. And, you know, even then, after a certain point, it's like, you know, no. What about yep. me, the reader? Where do I come into this? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly right. Just right for me so I can understand it. It's exactly right. <laughs> so are there other big challenges that, that you are noticing? Yeah, there's there's a couple others. Um, the first, the, another big one that I've seen is, again, what you touched on earlier, and that's writing about benefits rather than features. Um, yeah. it, it, when you have a lack of clarity or, or when you're not like super crystal clear about what it is you're selling and specifically about the benefits, um, it makes it harder to write about in yeah. a clear way. And so and a lot of people, you know, this is where a lot of the inner work comes in too because what you're really talking about is is the value of what you're selling. And 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 as entrepreneurs, that's like, you know, that gets wrapped up with our personal value especially if we have a service-based business like coaching or writing so you know i had a client who was really struggling over the benefits section of her free report and she's a great writer she loves to write but i I would look at the drafts and i'd be like no we need to go deeper with this and here's how like we really need to ask ourselves you know why does this matter to the reader like oh i coach in in this way well, so what? Why does it matter to the reader? We need to go deeper and deeper. And that willingness to really go deep and yeah. really look at the you know, and she she likes now to talk about the fact that I was ruthlessly compassionate and on one call she started crying, but she was happy because, <laughs> end, because of joy. <laughs> I wouldn't let her settle for less than yeah. what was deeply in there. And um and so there's a there's a copywriting trick to really get to the heart of benefits. And so what you want to do with that is you do want to list out the features, right? So like for me, oh, you know, I'm a triathlete. I did Silverman. Uh, okay, so what? Well, you know, it's inspiring. Uh, so what? Well, blah, blah, blah. And then you keep asking yourself, so what? And you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into it. As far as you dare – and you just really start writing through intuition. Like you just put down whatever comes out and don't edit yourself. And then you set it aside and then you come back later and there are your golden nuggets for writing about benefits, whether that's in a free report, a sales page, or whether you just want to get more clear for yourself about the value of your service, you can talk about it with people. Wow, that that's a great thank you. That that that's a great. Now, see, here I am thinking. Okay, now I got to rewrite my web copy. I gotta, okay, <laughs> but this is great. That that is because you do you get stuck at the surface of. Well, it'll help. Okay, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so what, you know, or right. another question to ask is why does this matter? If so uh, what is a little short, you know, why does this matter? Why does this matter? And then and then the third thing um that I see too that's related is um lack of clarity about who is your reader. 
or, or who is your ideal client or the ideal yeah. buyer of your product. Um, and so once you are able to marry those two together, and it is an ongoing practice and it does evolve, so, you know, you don't have to go out and rewrite everything today, but just keep some of this stuff in in mind as you write going forward. Right. Um, and that, you know, that can help you not get stuck, too. Yeah, boy, I I just love that so much. It's um, and I agree. I think it's something people really struggle with, um, not getting a clear vision of who their ideal client is. Because I'll ask them. Um, I like my clients to paint a picture. You don't know, actually put in writing, and I'll and I'll share with them different things that they should be thinking of at the time. You know, like how yeah. well do they pay? You know, what what kind of work are you doing for them? You know, how many people are you working with? I, I go through all these questions to really try and get them to really grasp that clarity because I think once you know what your ideal client looks like, it helps you define your message of value to them because, you know, you've really painted a picture in your mind of who it is you're working with. It's not everyone. It's not no. everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then it's, that just helps you write everything to them. Yep. And then you continue to flex that muscle, so to speak, and you, you know, every email, every, every, um, everything, you know, you write, write to them, write to him or to her. Yeah. And, and just practice doing that. Just really practice having your writing be reader centered. And boy, I think that it's so much easier because you, you have that audience in your head. You know, you know, Yes. Who it is. I think people run into trouble when they don't really have that clarity. It's too broad. It's too fuzzy. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they can't. And then I think they're afraid. I'd, I'd like to get your take on this. I find people, because like I hear it in their elevator speeches all the time, where they're afraid if they don't say <clears throat> everything that they do, mm. they're going to miss out on an opportunity from, you know, that, that person who is just waiting to hear that one thing, you know, so they go on and on and on. There's no clarity. There's no rhyme or reason. You can't really land on it. Yeah. Off, right? I mean, you just don't yeah. stick around. Is that more of the, they're, they're more focused on the features and they haven't stepped out to get really to the benefit? Yeah, that's part of it. And I think another part is, um, being willing to do the inner work to, to really, A, get to know who your ideal client is, like we were saying. Yeah. And then um, even if you do offer a lot of different stuff, you know, practice pulling up the one or two things that are going to be relevant to the person yeah. who's in front of you right then, right? Because right. it's like, oh, yeah, I have products, I have services, I do this, I do this, and and, you know, start to trust that inner voice that's going to tell you things like, oh, I'm I'm standing in front of, you know, a lawyer. That lawyer is not going to want to know about my do-it-yourself content marketing program. That lawyer is right. going to want to know, you know, how can I invest, how can I reinvest the money that I'm investing in the yellow pages, you know. Oh, yeah. maybe I need new web copy or something. So. Yeah. It's a combination of the outer practical, really having a grasp on how your products or services help people, and then trusting that inner voice, whether you're writing about something or whether you're in front of someone, giving your elevator pitch, you know, what's relevant to this person right now? 
and okay, I'm not afraid to take imperfect action here, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that answers your question. It's um but it's really a combination of the inner and the outer there. Yeah, that was great. I'm with you completely. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. And and it you know comes back to really trusting your intuition, really trusting those yeah. that voice that that you know keeps you on the right path. I think as adults we don't necessarily do enough of that, but that's Agreed. another show. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we could talk for hours about that subject. But we yes. Won't. So what, what, for, for the people who are listening, what are some signs that, that they can see that might point to, you know, that maybe their writing isn't quite where they need it to be um, to have that sort of influence? I mean, are, are there things that, like if I reread my website, you know, just to give like an example, what, are there signs, there are things that I could notice about it? Yeah. So, yeah, so notice, first of all, like like just, you know, some stuff that you've written recently or, or perhaps it could be website copy or something. Um, but look at it now and really ask yourself, is this writing about you or is it about your reader? Because I was um, – I was workshopping an email the other day by an entrepreneur who's super passionate about what she's doing, and it was a fairly short email, and the word I was in there like eight or nine times. And uh. like, oh, I'm like, who, who is this really about? And she's a good writer, too. It's, it's, it's funny because a lot of times we can't see it when it's our own stuff, right? Yeah, Everyone right. who comes to me knows how to write. That's not the issue. So yeah. she's like, oh, my God, it's about me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, right. So all it really needs are some tweaks to be about the reader. So another thing is, actually, you've already said it in the example that you gave earlier, if it's hard to read. If if in the name of trying to be professional, you've got a bunch of big words in there, long sentences, if it's not broken up into powerful short paragraphs. And, and you can tell, usually with that, like if you're getting – no response or a lower response than you hope for when you put it out there. If it's hard to read, um, make it easy to read with short paragraphs, bullet points, and great subheads. And, you know, and sometimes, it's, again, it's hard to tell with your own stuff, but you can either read something that you've written or have someone else read it, like, what is the message here? If the message yeah. isn't immediately apparent, um, then probably something needs to shift in the writing. <clears throat> okay. But the okay. biggest one, the two biggest ones I run into is that the writing's all about the writer instead of the reader, and it's hard to read because it's not written conversationally. It's okay. written, quote, unquote, professionally with, it's just too hard to wade through. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of it. That's the other thing. Like you get to that page and you go, holy cow, I, you know, can't I just, oh, yeah. and it's all in the same font or, you know, size. There's no bold. There's no place you can jump to to really, you know, sort of weed through what's there to go, oh, wait, here's a break in the action. You know, maybe there's a new thought here. Yes, exactly. Wow, exactly. wow, wow. So, um So for those of our listeners who um, realize that while they're good writers, they go back and they read their stuff and think, wow, you know, 
they could probably use some support or some <laughs> help. Um, what, what are some of the, the ways that they can get support with their marketing writing? And how can they find you? Mm, excellent question. So these are some tips that, that anyone on this call could put in place right away. And a lot of them we've covered, but I think it's a good um, summation here. And that is to be super clear on who you're writing to. And if possible, write with a specific person in mind. So it could be your best client. It could be um, if you're just starting a business, it could be the ideal client that you've painted a picture of, as you said, Diane. Um, and then the next thing is to be super clear on what you're selling and how it helps people. I was at an event last week, and someone brought up that phrase, a confused mind never buys, which I fully uh. believe is true. But the event leader turned that around and said, well, I also think a confused seller never sells. <laughs> or, Ooh, I love that. I know. I wish that was mine. It's not. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> um, but or a confused seller sells much less than than you could potentially. So, yeah. really get super clear on what you're selling and how it helps people. Eliminate industry terms or jargon in your writing, unless you are writing to other experts in your field, right? But yeah. if you're writing to your ideal clients, people are going to buy from you. They don't want to hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make you look smart. It right. certainly doesn't. Right. Um, uh, write conversationally, which we've covered. And then the last one um, is really, really important, and that is have someone edit your work, okay? Right. Either if you're working on something long and you're investing a lot of time into it, like a sales page or a free report, pay someone, a professional editor, to edit your work. It will really take it up that final notch that you could not possibly because your brain is saturated with that material. Okay? That is yeah. key. Okay. If you're working on, on other stuff that's maybe not as long or maybe, you know, if you can't quite, um, don't quite have it in the budget for editing, get a second pair of eyes on it. Okay. That will tell you a lot. Yeah. That will wow. tell you a lot. And, um, yeah. yeah, and then... There are a lot, a lot of ways that entrepreneurs can receive support with writing. So you could take a course on it. You could hire someone to do it for you. Or you could do a combination of those. And for those who are interested in learning more about this, um, you can go to my website, which is initiativebasedwriting.com. And I have a free report there that will really get you started. Um, so you can go to initiativebasedwriting.com, download that report, and then you'll be on the, uh, the list to get my monthly content marketing online magazine, which is filled with tips, interviews, examples, case studies of everything we've talked about here. Um, and also people on that list um, get first dibs on you know, whatever cool stuff I'm launching. <laughs> so. I love so, that. I love the way you just said that. That was great. Yeah. 
Well, it's fun. And then if um, if anyone um, on the call wants to contact me directly, there is a way to do that. It's on the website, but I'll just give you the email right now. Right. Um, it's uh, consult, C-O-N-S-U-L-T, at initiativebasedwriting.com. That goes straight to an email box that's um, only looked at by me. So. Oh, how great. Okay, yeah. so let me see. Consult at initiativebasedwriting.com. It is now in the chat room, as is your uh, website. <laughs> it's so great. i, I got to tell you, I, I just loved every minute of this, and I'll have to have you back next year. Um, oh, it's it. so, so valuable. I mean, just so incredibly, um, uh, you know, I do a lot of writing, but I oftentimes get stuck with, Okay, I'm I'm not getting my you know in my head it's not even clear you know I'm not even yeah. getting out what what I think I want to be and um and so I just and I was taking copious notes here about just keep asking yourself so what I, I love that it gets you yeah. you know just deeper and deeper till you really get to what's the value and I think so many of us who've been doing this for a while it it's so uh, clear to like we know it because we do it all the time. That then yes. turning around and trying to say it, wow, you know, forget it. Exactly. We just want to go, oh, come on, it's common sense, you know. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> and people are looking at you like you're nuts, right? So, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, and I want to thank everybody who um, was with us today and listened and participated. Uh, please remember to visit our sponsors, Win Cleveland and Vision 21, uh, our next show is going to be on October 24th when Patrick, and I sure hope I say this last name correctly, I believe it's Schwedfager, will be with us. And he's going to talk to us about using social media without wasting time, which I know is, I, I know you've got to listen in. I'm telling you, you've got to mark the show as a favorite so you're getting the notification because this is what I hear from everybody. Oh, come on, it's a huge waste of time. How, you know, I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. He's going to, you know, tell us some magic, I am sure. So um, really looking forward to that. If you know of anyone who would be a good guest on the show or if you have a topic that you'd like us to explore, you can reach out to me um, through my show page and let me know who that is. And for those of you who are in the greater Cleveland area, I hope to see you at the Cozy Small Business Conference on October 19th and 20th, I'll be speaking about sales and also be selling my book, Lemonade Stand Selling. Uh, so have a great couple of weeks, and uh, we will see you again on October 24th at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.